Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde. I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. We have a very special guest with us today, Jean-Claude Farr. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for giving us your time. No problem. And uh, this is amazing. Let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so I am, uh, so currently I'm a 23-year-old uh, cost and schedule engineer working for ExxonMobil. Um, I was born in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, I'm actually a twin. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm a twin and I'm one of a family of 10 kids. Identical twin? No, fraternal. Fraternal. Fraternal, yeah. 10 kids, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a big family for sure. But um, yeah, so born in Kansas and then we ju- I spent the majority of my life in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I've been there since 2000. Um, went to college at Texas A&M. I studied mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was there for five years and then I started working full time at Exxon last, uh, last August. So actually this past week mm-hmm. was my one year mark. August 13th was when I started. That's amazing. Yeah. What is like growing up with 10 siblings? It's, it's a busy household. Mm-hmm. It's a, at some what point, did it teach you? What does it teach you? <laughs> it teaches you responsibility. It teaches you how to care for other, wow. other people because I, I, when there's just that many kids in the house, mm-hmm parents can't no, my mom couldn't couldn't do everything yeah. she did everything anyways but so she, my dad was away at work so my mom was mostly at the house but I mean she had a lot of things to do so she kind of um, counted on the older sit the older ones to kind of take care of the younger ones mm-hmm. so it, it definitely taught a lot about responsibility mm-hmm. and it also taught me that I only ha- want to have maximum two kids and, mm-hmm. and I'm done <laughs> but, um, no it's it's, no, it's a learning. Just, two. just two kids that's you can't have one kid because if it's one kid uh, yeah. you, you gotta have it yeah, you have you to know? have some chances <laughs> <laughs> but no it's it, yeah it wasn't it was a different experience mm-hmm. it's but I think it it, it, it helped me a lot, develop me into the person I am mm-hmm. now. That's great. So I know you started in Kansas. That's where you were born. Then you came to uh, Dallas. Yeah. That's where you grew up. How was growing up in Dallas? What kind of neighborhood? What kind of challenges did you have to face as an African-American? Yeah. Um, well, one, I was a super awkward kid. <laughs> um, and yeah, Everybody. Two, yeah, honestly. But um, uh, actually, I was in a kind of a normal, um, whatchamacallit, uh, middle-class neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then I went to public school from, for only elementary school, first mm-hmm. grade to fourth grade. Then after that, I was actually homeschooled. Okay. So yeah, the biggest challenge for me was one, going out and actually meeting, mm-hmm. meeting kids and getting to know other kids. And then number two, when I got to know them, just kind of understanding their culture and how they act, because obviously culture at home was Diff- very different from just regular American culture. Mm-hmm. So just kind of making that translation was, it was tough. Um, and I guess I, the only other exposure other than trying to make friends in the neighborhood that I had to actually really socializing was when I played soccer. Mm-hmm. But th- even then I got, it was just, 
it was a little bit of, a little bit of culture. Mm -hmm. It was just different. It was just different. So I ended up always being kind of like secluded from the rest of my teammates. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I really learned how to actually talk to people and how to wow. communicate well when I when I started college. Do you but, play soccer? Yeah, I played soccer for the majority wow. of my I played life. yesterday with the team here, some of the people who play here for excellent. Was it, what was it, at indoor? The woodland. At the Woodland. Ah, yeah. okay. Park. I I didn't know about that. So yeah. I played a few times at the the gym downstairs. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, they, 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 there's an email going on where they invite people, you go to the Woodland. I think Shaw Ben Park something. Ah, I didn't know they about They have a full <laughs> field. It's pretty nice. Was it, what, is it like an email invite or what? Yeah, it's an email invite. Okay. Uh, I do not know, uh, I do not have my computer anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to track someone down because yeah. I know a few people play soccer. I'm going to track, track them down and find out. Yeah, like, for sure, yeah, yeah, you should, you should. Yeah. So you grew up, uh, I know, you grew up in Dallas and you had 10 siblings, but growing up in your family was uh, education an expectation or a privilege? Oh, it was definitely an, an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the expectation was <laughs> you're going to have a 4.0 in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Anything. Did you? Oh, actually, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I mean, like, honestly, looking back, high school yeah. uh, was it's not tough mm -hmm. it's really it's just get it down get mm -hmm. it done just get it done it's not difficult get it done go to college yeah um college that's different that's a different story you okay. gotta put in a little bit more effort but um yeah the expectation is absolutely not only um do well in school but make sure you get scholarships because my dad couldn't afford mm -hmm. um to pay all of our college and he really didn't want us to go uh into debt getting into college so um, I did manage to do that, so thank God it was yes, it was good. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was <laughs> education, education, yes, education. Sir. So yeah. it was almost like a blessing. I mean, at luck that you and your family ended up here in the U.S. So your father was the first one who moved from Cameroon yeah. uh, to come to the U.S. and do his Ph.D. Yeah. And uh, how how did you guys end up staying here and yeah. uh, bringing everybody in? Yeah. So he was doing his Ph.D. at Kansas State University, and then one night he was just up late in the in the lab and then he got an, into an accident where his middle finger and his ring finger got chopped off on I think it was actually the left hand mm -hmm. and so my sister who was at the time I think two years old mm -hmm. and my mom who were in Cameroon mm -hmm. flew over to the US just to support him in this time mm -hmm. and they never left essentially so yeah. <laughs> 25 years later they're still here my twin brother and I were born I think two years into my dad's graduate program well. and then um, the first time that anyone in my family has gone back to Cameroon ever since they landed mm -hmm. in what 1990 or I don't know yeah. was uh, my mom she went back to Cameroon for the first time in 20 in over 20 years um, this past January wow. and then my dad he should be going back at some point uh, wow. later on this year but it's yeah <laughs> how hard was that for them to to sell and uh, leaving all their family how much did they have to sacrifice to to say bye to everybody back home definitely just uh, it was okay it was bittersweet because mm -hmm. yes they're sacrificing the family's huge family in mm -hmm. Cameroon but at the same time they're uh, I guess opportunity wasn't there opportunity mm -hmm. was here in the united states mm -hmm. so and also if they wanted to be able they, they had a way better chance of being able to provide for the people in cameroon who needed mm -hmm. um, their help if through with the opportunities here so it's always yeah get uh, make money here and send some back to my dad's mom or mm -hmm. my dad's uh 
brother or well yeah whatever yes you, sir. you, all, you understand yeah what I, I, I get what you're saying <laughs> yes sir yeah Yes, sir. So you grew up here and you never went to Cameroon. Did you feel like there's something that you're missing uh, according to not knowing your culture? Yeah. You're Cameroonian, but you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think when my, uh, uh, I definitely felt that the most when my my grandma, she she came a few times. My grandma on my dad's side came over to us a few times mm-hmm. um, for extended periods of time. And then she tried to t- talk to us about just Cameroonian culture and mm-hmm. definitely at that time we felt like there's something there's something missing we we need to go we need to go visit mm-hmm. and I still feel that maybe not as much as I did back then but I still feel that now and I know at some point I'll make it a point to go to go back and visit but I think yeah I think it'll be a very important time uh, important thing to do yes just sir. to connect yeah. to the roots yes sir so you did your high school in Dallas, mm-hmm. and uh, you 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 went to Texas A and M, which is a PWI school. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. How was that transition? Um, it it was a little honestly, personally, I thought it was. I felt that it was smooth, yeah. but then actually, what happened was my senior year. One of my best friends, I knew him since my freshman year. We had lived in the same dorm. Um, we were just kind of talking and reminiscing about uh, our college experience, uh-huh. and then he told me that that I was incredibly awkward and quiet <laughs> uh, my freshman year. And yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. But uh, I, I, when, then when I started thinking about it, I was like, huh, I guess I do remember that at some points um, during my college experience, I had to like force myself. So whenever I go to the dining hall, mm-hmm. I'll always force myself to sit next to someone who mm-hmm. I didn't know. Okay. And then I'll force myself to have a conversation, conversation. with them. And obviously the first few times those are awkward, but then I got used to it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I grew out of the need to have to force myself and then conversation just flowed naturally. I could be in the elevator with someone and conversate or not yeah. or not make conversation and I would and still feel and, comfortable. And still feel comfortable. The, the thing is I always felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. in situ- in public situations. Yeah. But now it's like okay, I can be in the elevator and not talk to you and I'm fine with it. I can talk to you and I'm fine with it. How's that possible with ten people in the house? Ten so, kids in the house. Well the thing is when you're when you're in an environment where in the house those are people you're familiar with yeah, and you spend every day and so at some point you can just be in the same room with that person and like you don't even say anything but like it's your family so you just still understand each other but definitely like you don't get that stranger experience you know i did never felt any awkwardness with you like every time i saw you saw that big smile i'm like this guy is cool that's amazing uh so in our family, in our culture, yeah. I know uh, for me, and I'm sure for you also, we grow up in a household where our parents always tell us we are the one, no matter what, nothing gonna stop us from accomplishing our dream, right? Yeah. We grow up with that sense of pride instilled on us, right? And we believe that. Yeah. We go out in the world, for example, you go to A&M and you find that there are so many people who are smart like you, you're mm-hmm. not the only one, yeah. but also only few people look like you. You have the intimidation kicking in, imposter syndrome. How did you manage that and still focus on performing? Yeah, so for me, uh, I actually use that more as motivation because wow. I had like an, I guess I have a little bit of an underdog spirit. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm the only one here, uh, the only black person in this score, in this class. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to be the best. That's, yeah. that's the mentality that I uh, that I, I like to think I, I espouse. And I, I think that's what 
brought me here in the first place. I because I didn't. Um, I I know inherently, mm -hmm. maybe institutionally, mm -hmm. we have a slight disadvantage. Mm -hmm. But if you you put you project yourself or you the way you act, you know you're equal to the white person, equal mm -hmm. to the Hispanic person, mm -hmm. and you feel that you're competing on the same playing field, and you're just hey, I'm just gonna outperform. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna work, work, work at the end of the day, uh, the results will show. Yeah. I, I like to think that results yeah. um, speak louder than whatever prejudice, yes, prejudice that, pe that people have. Yes, sir. Um, and that's the thing. Sometimes there's things that you can't control. You can't yeah. worry about those things. You yeah. should only worry about the things that you can control. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, that, that's good. So from Texas A&M, first of all, how hard... Did you always think that you were going to be an engineer? Oh, uh, no, actually, my dad chose it for me. <laughs> <laughs> how hard was it to identify yourself in that major? Like, how, how, how hard was it to get that degree? Um, so, are you asking how hard? Yeah, during, during my college time. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess it, I, what I felt was not necessarily that it was a difficult major, more that it required work. It required a lot of work, so it was just a matter of putting in the a little bit more effort. Yeah, there were some courses that was like, oh my goodness, this is impossible. Mm -hmm. But I never got, I I never ended up with a grade lower than a B in mm -hmm. it, as a final. Wow. So it was just honestly, it was just a matter of putting in the effort, and, yes, and that's yeah. that's what I keep telling whenever I I talk to freshmen when I was a senior, mm -hmm. or and I talk to freshmen who are like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. This is different. It's much harder than high school. I'm like, okay. At the wow. end of the day, this is, yes, it's harder than high school, but it's just a matter of putting in the mm -hmm. effort. Like, if you need to study a little bit more hours, study a little bit more hours. Just, it's, it's that's the, and I think that's just a just do it mentality mm -hmm. that, you, that you just gotta espouse at some point. Um, just do it, find the tools, and just get it done. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Did you, how, how was it, uh, paying for school and stuff like that did you struggle with that um, not in particular so my first my freshman year mm -hmm. freshman year and then first semester of sophomore year mm -hmm. so I had my scholarships and then my dad took care of the rest mm -hmm. but then starting my sophomore the second semester of my sophomore year I started interning so I've had four intern I had four internships throughout my wow. college career so the first one GE oil and gas then Exxon then Toyota then Exxon again wow. so I was able to use the money that I saved up from the internships and also Exxon, they give you a little scholarship so that added to the scholarships that I had. Wow. So it, it, I was able to use scholarship money and then a little bit of my salary to pay for the rest wow. of college. But you work for a big GE, total yeah. Exxon. Wait, so if there was one skill that helped you capture those internships, what would it be? Uh, I think it's just the get it done attitude, because I mean, honestly, wow. it or because GE was probably the easiest internship to get, just because um, it was a co-op, so it was during the semester, mm -hmm. and those are not very popular because, in general, for some reason I don't understand, students don't like um, having to take a semester yes, off sir. to work, but it's it's money, so you must yes, sir. money and experience. So that and obviously, so I got that on my resume. I just managed to get that because no one else wanted it so I took it mm -hmm. and so when I presented my resume to the next career fair 
Exxon's looked at it. They saw, oh, good GPA. Oh, he has oil and gas experience. And then right there, it's just like, it was wow. a no-brainer. So you just need the first one, then you keep going. Exactly, yeah. So how long have you been here at Exxon? So uh, one year. One, one year. year, wow, yeah. wow. You know, so you intern with uh, Sina, uh, you know, Devesh. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, um, let me think, let me think. Summer, you know Summer? Summer, yeah, yeah. You know uh, Macy, Flat. Yeah, Macy, okay, jo okay. yeah, yeah. They, they know the other one, so maybe you know them, you just forgot the yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, what are what are some challenges that you have faced here as, as an African-American at Exxon? Could you, could, can you always bring yourself to work? Um, Your whole self? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Um, people like to say that you can bring your whole self to work but i don't think that's yeah i don't think that's accurate yet i think that's where the culture is wanting to shift mm -hmm. but i don't think exxon is there yet and that's well, just that's just that? an objective fact um and it, exxon is just a little bit more um it still has a little bit of a, a rigid company culture mm -hmm. um it's not as rigid as other companies i worked for mm -hmm. um but it's still there so you still have to you still have to kind of tailor mm -hmm. your process. And I, I, it's a shame that I have to say that, but it's unfortunate. It's, it's just true. And I think Exxon is trying to make as much an effort as possible to shift the culture to, uh, so that everyone feels comfortable to just be themselves and be whatever, and just, yeah, be themselves at work, but um, it's not quite there yet. And yes, hopefully sir. we'll get there. We'll get there soon. Yes, sir. Yeah. What are some uh, cool experiences you have had so far? Um, so I think right one of the experiences I'm having right now is actually really cool. So uh, when I started, I started on, they put me immediately on a project where I was learning from another relatively newish employee. She had been here for what, two or three years. Mm -hmm. So I was just learning from her. I was on the same project. She was my lead. Mm -hmm. And then now uh, starting, oh, I started uh, in March, I started, I became the lead on the project and mm -hmm. then now I have two others under me who are who one of them is also a new hire so he's learning from me and then the other one he started around the same time as I did but he didn't have another project so he's with me so okay. now it's like I'm only one year into my job but I've already been given opportunity to lead mm -hmm. um, uh, an effort and that that for me is very valuable because if I was to list the things that I want out of this job mm -hmm. leadership skills is is number one Yes, and sir. they're they're offering it to me. And same thing, best uh, the Black Employee Success um, Team. Mm -hmm. They've given me plenty of opportunities to lead, mm -hmm. um, to put on events for the interns, um, to uh, yeah, it, organize various events. And I'm also leading a particular committee within mm -hmm. the organization. So various opportunities for me to practice leadership skills and really understand what it means to be a leader. And I can already tell you, it's not <laughs> leadership is not what, not what people perceive it to be. But yes, yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. So, so you you, you grew up uh, as you said, growing up, you were you did not feel comfortable outside yeah. people. Now you are great. You have some leadership skill. You 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 are you are meeting new people and you are leading them yeah. into success. Yeah. How did you get there? How was that road? What was that? learning process to get to where you are i think it was it, it was it, it didn't all happen in one day it was yeah. years and years of difference so for example when i talked to you about um myself going through the uncomfortable exercise of yeah. sitting next to someone that i didn't know and starting a random conversation 
yes, the, that that was one piece that helped me um, grow. Um, another piece is, let's say, for example, um, meeting my friends in college. Another piece is uh, having the leadership skills of being one of the oldest people in the house. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that that was. <laughs> I, from my mind long time ago yeah. but it's translating yeah. um, what else uh, leadership skills or or the competitiveness that soccer provided me mm -hmm. um, the competitive mindset yes, oh that's so it's all different experiences throughout my very yes, short sir. life so far but they they come together and then they, they that, that's what shapes you that's what shapes who you are yes sir yeah. confidence competition wanting success yeah. yes sir yeah. So right now, let me take, I, I need to take your, uh, your take on this. So, so many African-American students and female and male around, around in the U.S., especially, especially in inner cities, find role models in what they see in the media, mm -hmm. right? They want to be the next NBA star. They want to be the next uh, rapper, singer, right? And uh, I think one of the reasons is because they do not have, uh, they do not see people like you are in this side right yeah and they have this mindset that the more you see people with materials the more wealthy these people are but actually if you think about it the person who has chains car those people are broke yeah everything is right there yeah. they have right yeah. many people who are wealthy have their money in a place where you can make more money yeah exactly. so but anyway uh what's your take why those people are so away trying to get away from these uh, majors, these professional jobs, and trying to focus on entertainment and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, because unfortunately that's all they know, and there's, a, there's just a huge gap in, in the way the education system is, mm -hmm. and just it's institution, I, I don't like used, but it's true, institutional racism, that's yeah, what yeah. it is, because, um, and, and I don't think very much, well, there are some efforts, but I don't know that very much is being done to address it. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're, clearly they're not saying, who's, if you're trying to think of some people in popular media who can be a voice to those issues, the only one I can think of are, uh, of most recent memory are Barack Obama mm -hmm. and and his wife those are those are the two main ones there are a few artists who are trying to do something in that space because mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big music person so I know people like Childish Gambino who mm -hmm. he went to New York University finished his bachelor he's an incredibly smart guy yeah and he's trying his hardest he's to hustling. yeah he's hustling yeah another one is common he also finished his undergrad degree so those I, but the thing is they, they they're I don't know their, their voice is being drowned out by mm -hmm. others who are not not setting the best example yes for, sir yes sir um, the people like nowadays Jay-Z is one of the biggest uh, influencers out there right yeah. and Jay-Z were more hard people were willing to follow Jay-Z when he took pictures he had chains and all of that yeah but now jay-z is one of the most wealthiest men in the world he has a smart business mindset yeah and he's making money and you don't see him wear all these materials but people yeah. do not want to see that people want to see the people who are willing to yeah just say hey, i have this i have that but i think it's just going to take someone who's able to shift the culture and and just show that <laughs> education is necessary what can we do what can we do on this side how can we uh, help motivate people and say that this is an option? 
I think it's just trying to be involved in the community. Yes, um, one, trying to be involved in the community and not being afraid to express ourselves when we're out in the real world. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have to kind of tailor our personalities when we're in, at work because there's is professional, is professionalism. But when you're out in the real world, don't be afraid to, to open up. Um, yeah, take every opportunity that you can to, to, to influence your community. Yes, sir. That's a very difficult question. <laughs> yes, sir. I probably go to go to sleep just thinking about it, but yes, sir. Yeah. So you came a long way, a long way. Like if a, your life could have been set in any way possible, but get, God gave you this this life, and it, it was a long way. You face mountains before you get to where you are today, right? What gave you the motivation to wake up every day and chase your dream, no matter what? Um, I, I think I just, I've always had a determination to succeed, mm -hmm. and, and I think I think uh, a turning point came when I realized because it hasn't always been this way. Where I'm, I really want to succeed. I'm driven. I'm motivated. There was a time that it was not like that at whatsoever, and then at some point I just kind of looked at myself and said, okay, if I if I stay on this path, mm -hmm. I'm going to stay in the same city, in the same house, mm -hmm. with no money, no opportunity, no ambition, no, uh, no way to get out. Mm -hmm. so, so I've got to do something to change that. And that's when uh, I, I think I, sw I just flipped. I just flipped the way I thought about mm -hmm. life in general. And then that's what's been guiding me ever since. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. What does no mean to you? Uh, no, uh, in what context? So, as you, as you went through your journey, I'm sure there were people who told you no. Uh, when somebody tell you no, what does that mean to you? Uh, so no means, is no for me is the rejection of one thing, but there are other options. No means the opportunity to find another, <laughs> another answer, yes, another sir. avenue. Yes, sir. Yeah. Do you have any advice for that younger you right now who in your same place 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and do not know that this is an option for them? 10 years ago, so I'm, I'm 23 now. I was <laughs> 13. Okay. So 10 years ago, I think uh, my advice for myself uh, would have been just to be more disciplined, to be more focused, mm -hmm. and that it's not... Uh, I'm not gonna be 13 forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At some point, I'm gonna have to grow up and yes, and, and make something out of myself. So I, th I think that that would be my advice. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Is that a quote that you live by? Um, I'm trying to think what it is because uh, I have uh, not many not many people, but whoever listens to your podcast, I guess, is gonna know that now. Yeah. But I I have a thing where when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I read is uh, so I wake up and it's on my nightstand I pick it up to my center of the cross and then I read it and it has my resolutions for the year and mm -hmm. then some just some little prayers and I flip it over and then it has my five-year plan and then another prayer so um, I also always put something inspirational on there and mm -hmm. I think that what I have right now is um, persevere don't get discouraged uh, keep going, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But that's that's the quote that I decided to live by mm -hmm. for 2019. Yes. Essentially, 
to some, in summary, to persevere, not to get discouraged. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Yeah. This was amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yes, man. sir. Yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mamba Inspire You Can Do It Too podcast. We have another special guest next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our channel to stay up to date. Our YouTube channel, we have a Twitter and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire. Peace.